Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my man, Just B, hanging out in the ball pit with Kobe White. <laughs> What's going on, Justin? Not so much. I'm just living the dream. Ball pit with a Bulls player. That's great. <laughs> and of course, Melissa, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> What up, y'all? <laughs> I know how to follow. <laughs> this back room that Justin has put me in a much better mood <laughs> after watching those last two games. Oh, man. <laughs> what is with this team? <laughs> You know, <laughs> y'all already know where I'm going with this. Fire Billy. That, that's my answer. Just get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know, Pat was having like a decent game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, decent game. Like Decent for Pat. Um, despite yeah, decent for Pat. Despite the clip that we saw. That we were discussing, he had he was having a decent game, and he Yeah, but the problem was like on the other end, like he was getting cooked by a rookie that basically kind of averages like slightly more than what Pat is averaging right now. Um, on a on a much improved um, OKC Thunder um, team. I mean, let's let's be real. Like, like when people are like, "Oh, like, why do the Bulls like um, lose against these bad teams?" OKC is not a bad team. They're a young team, but they're not ba- a bad team. Like, there's not a lot of bad teams in the NBA right now. Um, but that's a team that plays with a lot of passion. Uh, they get after you defensively. They have given fits to a lot of the top teams in the NBA right now. So the fact that the Bulls lost that game is not necessarily a slight to the Bulls. It's the energy, the lack of energy that we've been talking about since the beginning of the year that plagues this team. Uh, I don't know how you come out. You, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got like out-rebounded by OKC. At least it felt like they got out-rebounded. I honestly didn't even look at the stats because um, it got to at one point in the game where I was seriously considering just turning the game off. Um, but you know, that was was it after we gave away 72 points in the first half, yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, I was like, Where's the remote? Like, I was up with my kid, I was like, All right, it's Paw Patrol time tonight, I guess. 72 points, (laughs) 72 points. We were out rebounded, but it wasn't that bad, it was 46 to 42. No, like, see, that's the thing. Like, we look at, like, stats and we're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. There was at one point where, like, the tallest player on OKC at one point was, like, six foot eight. (laughs) The tallest person. (laughs) Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm just... What did you think about I was I was with Mel where she was like, you know, I'm considering like <laughs> looking at other teams. I know like we've cut co- we've come down off of that uh off of that 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 edge that we were about to jump off of, but um yeah man. It's tough. A, for clarification as a second team, you know, it's a kind of just help lick the wounds. We're never giving up on the bulls. Bulls for life, but dang, you know, sometimes yeah. I mean, lately it's it's been rough. It, it has been rough. Um, what did you guys think about Dre not playing, not being played? Idiot. Like the, the Thunder have no centers at all. 
None. There is no reason that you don't go big and make them play up to you. Mm-hmm. Instead, he does that small ball crap that does not work. Derrick Jones Jr. should not have been playing at center over Andre Drummond last game. Vooch should play like he has some balls. I mean, I cannot. He's got to go. You go from the game before. Wait, you got to be specific. Like, who has to go? Vooch. Vooch has to go. You go from the game before with Porzingis and Gafford being out, and you're being guarded by old man Taj Gibson. (laughs) And you do nothing. You come into the next game, there's no centers. No centers at all. And you can't dominate in the post. Well, Derek, it's hard going against those smaller guys. <laughs> because they have strong <laughs> core muscles that Vooch just <laughs> seems to struggle with. He's got to go. Billy's got to go. And for everybody that's saying that we should trade DeMar, hell no. We need DeMar. Yeah, you see that. You see his effect the last two games without DeMar. No king of the fourth and no no rhythm, no nothing. We had no offense nah. going on for us. I especially, oh my God, the fourth quarter was this. I was so disgusted. I have not felt, I felt disgusted on many occasions, unfortunately, this season. But we were not running anything, anything at all, at all, at all, at all. Typical Billy. You know, the thing is, like, I I hear people saying, like, about, like, trading DeMar. In today's league, first of all, if you have a dynamic wing, let alone two dynamic wings, like, it does not make sense to break that up. Like, let's just, like, get that out in the open. But, like, the Bulls, like, they going back and visiting my family, like, reminded me of the Bulls. Like, when I go to my dad's house, when I was growing up in my dad's house, my dad would always have the air conditioning on 78 degrees. My dad made people adjust when you came into his house. You could be like sweating and whatever. You'd be like, look, you better take off your jacket, turn on a fan and drink something ice cold. This temperature is not changing. The bulls are like a gracious host. Oh, you you need uh, for us to stop running our office? Oh, we could do that for you. Um, you want to get that rebound? Sure, go right ahead. They don't dictate anything to anybody. And even going back to what you were saying before with Vooch not dominating, Billy decided that because they were going small, he was going to take, take Vooch out of the game. He did not do anything to try to change up how the Thunder were attacking. And Vooch p- played a part in that too. There are plenty of times for Vooch like was trying to post up or get the the ball down low and the defender was fronting him instead of him reposting and establishing his position. He basically just gave up threw in the white towel, the white flag. This team is a reflection of the poor coaching that they are receiving. And before I would do any changes as far as the roster, I'd be looking at Billy and be like, look, you got to go because something something is not adding up. It can't be we trust in Billy and but we we have this roster that we've put together and the roster is just failing or Billy is just not able to utilize the roster. You have to like pick a lane. They have to decide what direction that they're going to go in. But it can't be both. The roster stinks and you know, Billy is is not going to receive any type of criticism for the way things are flowing. This team has too much talent on its roster to be floundering the way it has been floundering. And like they just like we've talked about this for a long time. No direction, no type of of roles on this roster. Um, Billy's got to go. <laughs> he, he's got to go. I mean, in the post. Uh, presser last night, he said, yeah, uh, it was sometimes where, 
you know, the ball, it, it just kind of stuck and the guys weren't quick enough to get into the next action. Whose fault is that? Whose job is it to make sure that the ball does not stick by running plays to keep the ball moving, to get players involved, to get them open looks? Billy? <laughs> like, how, how do you even say that in a press conference like it's not your fault? That's your job. You're the coach. You're supposed to put the offense in place for the players to run. If you see the ball is getting stuck, you need to call a play that will change stuff up. Yet you do nothing. And, you know, Thunder fans were tweeting after the game that they're so glad that Billy's gone because mm -hmm. he never makes adjustments. <laughs> they talked about how they had to, you know, play – Dame Lillard the same way the whole series and Billy just never adjusted. And I'm like, yeah, this has always been his problem. I don't know. We just weren't. It's Billy. It's Billy. But I mean, what about our our defense was just atrocious yesterday. It was so bad. They it was just so bad. It was bad all around. And normally our thing is like a bit of attack defense, but like the help defense was terrible. They were, they were helping too late. It was just, it was bad all around. Again, we gave up 72 points in two quarters. That's crazy. We kept giving up the lane. I mean, we we're just like giving them whatever they wanted. And to Justin's point, I felt the same way that you just, you're allowing the other team to dictate and control the game. We had zero control at all. Like not at one single point of the game, did we control any of it? And um, I don't know, all these turnovers yesterday, it was, it was mad. It was madness. And I'm, I'm also not a number one Billy fan, but it's also, I mean, it's, there's like not one problem here. I, I don't know what's going on. It's just, they are so inconsistent. Um, they're so inconsistent. It's just very frustrating because again, it's it's like we know what what they can do. You see flashes of it, but at this point, when are we gonna stick with what works? When are we gonna put in that full energy and effort from start to finish? Why are we always playing catch up? Why do we always have to play catch up? I just don't understand. Don't understand. I kind of I agree with what you're saying, um, Melissa. But I mean, honestly. I think that there is one major problem and I, I don't want to like keep like harping on Billy, but like when you see, like you were talking about like fundamental breakdowns, like all over the place, that, that I mean, that just goes back to your fundamentals. Like what, what is your identity? Um, like even seeing Caruso, yeah, he had five steals, but he just kept getting beat on backdoor cuts and, you know, uh, guys were driving right past people. The Thunder were coming in, and I think the Thunder had like a they were playing on a back to back. Um, it's not like the Thunder like have so much scoring, um, you know, at their disposal that they should be putting up 124 points on this team. And I know like um, you know they were missing Demar, but like there's there's just like a fundamental understanding. Like there were certain moves, like even with Vooch. Vooch, instead of like trying to establish himself down low, there were plenty of times where he was like at the free throw line trying to dribble past guards and forwards who were like all attacking him, trying to get the ball away from him. There were, there were just so many things that I was like, this is just a breakdown. It's a systemic breakdown. I don't understand how Josh Giddy, who in his second year is a good player, but in his second year, like when you see that Josh is guarding Pat like the majority of the night. I don't understand how you don't recognize that that's a mismatch that you should be able to to go right at. Like that that they're they're just not a smart basketball team, and I don't know that that's necessarily like obviously the 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 players make the money and. You know, they're at the forefront that like they're the faces that you see on a regular basis. 
but I don't understand like how you can have like a, a systemic breakdown like what we saw last night. And then when Caruso comes out, the very first thing that he said when they were questioning him about the defense was fundamentals are basic principles. When you see something break down like that, I got a question, what is happening with this coaching staff? Like, it's not just Billy, but it's like the entire coaching staff. Like, is there input from other guys? Like, what is everybody else seeing? What are some points that you're noticing that you can, like, point to and say, hey, maybe we might want to try this approach. It's just lacking. They're just, they're, uh, again, repeating this, but if they just feel demoralized. It's, uh, I, I forgot where I read it, but I read something about Kobe asking for, Kobe had to like go out and seek film on his defense um, for yep. being like, was it you? Did you send it? I, I don't remember where I read it, but I read I read an article somewhere about um, Kobe being the one to seek out film. Yeah, I, I, I put, uh, there was like an interview, I think it was by um, when Casey was like interviewing him and he said over the summer, that he like had the video guys put together film from the last time that they got eliminated from the Bucks, and like you know he was going over defensive principles and like angles, the correct angles that he needed to take. And uh, you know I questioned like why was like I applaud him for doing that, but why was he doing that on his own? Like you know, just like why didn't Kobe start that second half with as bad as Io was playing last night? Why didn't Gordon Dragic get more than 16 minutes and 46 seconds to whip the way Io was playing? Why didn't Drummond get no minutes? We needed energy. You have Dale and Terry. You put him in the game. For 56 seconds. <laughs> what was the point of playing him at all? 56 seconds. No Javante, no Damar. No, you don't play drumming. And you give the guy that could provide energy 56 seconds. Why? <laughs> Well, at, at this point, like, because, you know, we've all been screaming for Dalen to, like, get some extra time. But then I thought on the flip side, if he does get time, that means that he's getting more exposure with this coaching staff. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. Back on the Windy City Bulls as of today. So yep. they, they signed him back down there earlier today. Um, just now, Bulls announced Damar and Tony Bradley have been upgraded to questionable for tomorrow. Thank goodness we needed that Tony Bradley update. <laughs> so bad. We got hope. Zach is listed as probable. What do you guys? I don't know what that? this. I don't know what's going on with his hand. I was just going to ask what you guys thought about that. That uh, contusion versus. <laughs> Tear. He's quoted in the interview saying, you know, that you, when you, your shot's not falling, you drive, that's what you do with torn ligaments. And immediately it's like the team confirms he has no torn ligaments. So it's like, does he or doesn't he? Because you guys said Lonzo's going to be out four to six weeks. He hasn't played in a year. I think regardless, I mean, everybody knew like that, like before, like, I'm sorry, not everybody. When I was like looking at the Bulls and like looking at the lineup, I caught that they said that Levine had a contusion. I'm sure that the team knew that ahead of time. Now, if DeMar is not playing and Zach has the contusion. Who else on the Bulls is capable of putting up some points who has shown 
that he has put up points before in his young career and doesn't have a problem playing in the moment. Kobe. Look at your background. This guy in the ball pit. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't understand how you go into that game with that understanding. I don't, like, if you understand the makeup of your roster and what you need um, and the fact that you need to establish Vooch so, you know, early on, I don't understand how Kobe wasn't immediately put in the starting lineup. I mean, I don't know. I don't. What did they expect by starting Ayo and Caruso? And even though Caruso, I think this year is shooting like close to forty percent from three, surprisingly, he's not going to make. That's not. They're not going to make up those points or extra shots that Demar um, was giving us. And we saw in the last couple of games. Well, no, throughout the the, the year, Pat's not ready for that role. So. You have a guy that's on your team that's more than willing to put up shots, not afraid of the moment, a guy whose handle has improved. Remember we were watching, like yesterday, I was behind, and I was like, man, now would be a good time to put Kobe in the game. And like immediately, he went off for like six points. What did Kobe end up with last night? Kobe Anybody know? had 19.6 rebounds, six assists. Yeah, imagine if he was starting. He played more minutes than Ayo, but in that close, didn't that start? But that should have been obvious. I mean, like, I, I just, I don't understand the direction of this team. And, you know, I think that people's frustration stems from what we were watching in years past. Because when we watched this team, no one got mad that the team wasn't performing up to expectations because there really weren't any expectations. We just appreciated having some guys out on the court who were trying to play hard. But now we don't see guys out there playing hard and or with a purpose. You know, the expectations have changed and rightfully so. And um, but I don't know. I mean, you guys like you've seen the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat several times have been without their starting players. Jimmy Butler's missed time. Kyle Lowry has missed time. There have been plenty of guys that they've called up who somewhat belong in the G League. And you don't see quit in that team. You see them running a cohesive offense. The identity stays the same. But like when DeMar goes out or when Levine's out, or even when they have those people starting, they still don't have an identity that they they follow. So it's just, it's confusing and it's disappointing on in many, many aspects. That's it. Sure. The light went out for Derek, much like the light of hope is going out for the Chicago Bulls. <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I mean, common sense. If you're going to start Caruso in place with DeMar, to balance out the offense and defense, you should have started Kobe. I mean, that's just common sense, and it's not so common for Billy. I mean, even even the game before with the Wizards, I don't know why he made, like, no type of adjustments because they allowed, like, 41 to 42 points in the third quarter mm-hmm. when we were up at the half. And then we're trying to claw back in. Caruso gets cooked <laughs> on a pick from Taj Gibson to let Kuzma hit the three that put them in front. And then you had that last shot play with Zach. And when the Bulls were like this bad, does anybody remember so many players? having career nights against us because i honestly don't like 
you know, when we were starting Feliciano, I, I don't remember, like, you know, starting center is just, like, going off on us or anybody else for that matter. But there are guys who are, like, first-year players or guys who are, like, fringe NBA players that have their career best against us. I don't, I don't understand that. Players and teams both. We just love giving away these what we do. We are a gracious host. <laughs> oh, so getting back to that last shot in DC, like a lot of people have been like, why, why was he going for two? They had a foul to give, and they took it. Refs did not call it. And then they released the last two-minute report like, no, we got one right. Like, no, you did not. The line uh, right who fouled Zach looked at the ref immediately after and, like, saying it should be on the floor because he didn't want the continuation. It's Agnes shot anyway, but they had a foul to give. They should have another chance. So whether the league wants to admit that or not, that is another game where we probably should have won had it not been for a bad call by the referees. I, I still think you should have gone for a three. Six seconds down, uh, six seconds left, down three. I, I think, I don't know, it's tough to rely on getting a foul call. And then also continuation. I just, I don't know about that one. And I saw, did you see the reactions? Like, I'm wondering about like yeah. what, what Vooch felt like you saw him at the, behind the arc, like, and mm -hmm. I saw uh, AC, was it Kobe in the corner pointing at Kobe? I think was pointing at the that it was a foul, but yeah, uh, Vooch is an idiot <laughs> because he had he had nothing to complain about. If you rewatch the play, because I had to rewatch this a few times to understand what Zach was doing, mm -hmm. he was about to pull up four to three. Mm -hmm. There's two guys on him. They go to grab him because they have the fouls to give and they're trying to give that foul, which they did. Zach went through the contact and tried to do the continuation. He's in the locker room like he was about to pull up for three and he was grabbed. So that's why he just kept going into the trying to get the and one play. Vooch was not open. His man didn't sag off him until Zach was already in the paint. Zach would have had to throw a very high pass that either would have got picked off or wouldn't have made it. So, Booch is an idiot for that. He did have the option to like flip it behind him to AC, who was open. I don't think that that, like, you would have had the better angle with Booch, but like, do you trust, like, <laughs> Zach, or really, like, any player, like, making that pass to a player that's behind them, you know, not having a line of sight to get them the ball, like, um, and I looked at the play, like, you could tell from what Wright's response was, because when you see a player, like, go like this, you know, like, you know you got caught, or you think that you got caught, like, you're trying to, like, put the hands back, is that immediate reaction. So, like, even before, like, looking at it, I saw him go like this, and I was like, okay, yeah. He thought that he got caught, you know, fouling, um, fouling uh, Zach. And, like, I understand, like, people thinking, like, in retrospect, it's like, oh, he should have done this, he should have done that. But if you feel the contact and you're close to, like, the three-point line or whatever, you take the shot, you know, you do whatever you can do because it's there's a chance that you make it. And we've seen Zach make – well, even in that game, he was making some ridiculous shots. So, like, um, yeah, like, but, you know, let me let me just read something to you guys real quick. See if, like, this brings us back 
to what we were talking about before. In five years as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, I'm not going to tell you which coach it was. Franchise was 255 and 139, 64% winning percentage, and led the league in close game winning percentage at 62%. You all know who I'm talking about there? Is this Bill Tom Blair's Thibodeau. Game? Oh, okay. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. And it's funny, like, even like when people think about Tibbs being like this defensive minded coach, which he was, Tibbs was known for player development, especially not just on the Bulls. He was like big time with Kobe, helping him when he was a young player, helping uh, Yao Ming. We saw that it was like, I think it was like the first or second year with the uh, Knicks, Julius Randle, one of the most improved players in the league. I'm pretty sure he won that award. You have to have someone who is fundamentally sound and having a plan put together as how they are going to get the team in a certain spot and move them ahead. And it was interesting, like I was going back and looking at quotes for Donovan and I think it was Noah who came out and said, oh, he's a great motivator. At this point in the league, Guys don't necessarily need to be motivated because your motivation is staying in the league, getting your contract, you know, not embarrassing yourself on a national stage. This team needs somebody who knows how to get players developed and make the team respond. And I have not known Billy to do anything like that in his coaching career, which is interesting that he did not want to stay in OKC because it would require him building something, but starting with a rebuild. Now he's in the Chicago Bulls having to build something, which is not something that he has had to do or has proven to do since he's been in the league. Because he can't. No. He should have stayed at college level because he's a college level coach. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is what it is. Get out coached by your protege. That's <laughs> with less talent. <laughs> and it's first year as head coach. And they beat us twice this season yeah it wasn't just yesterday it's in both games we played them this season we've lost to them are you guys sold on people like being untouchable with this team like outside of um Levine um and maybe Caruso like are you all sold on anybody being like no like we can't we can't get rid of this guy he's part of the future I feel like we're not in the position for anybody to be untouchable, but um, as much as I don't want to give anybody up, but emotionally, I don't want to give anybody up and I see everybody's potential, <laughs> but I, I low-key kind of feel like we're not in the position to make those kind of calls on who's untouchable. Other than Zach, because obviously right. signed him to the max, I wouldn't trade DeMar because Clearly, he's needed. Anybody else? Because I was reading that, like, they were saying, like, Caruso and um and Pat. and Pat are untouchable. And, like, I honestly, I wouldn't give up Caruso because Caruso is shown to be elite with what he does do well. Like, you know, de- defensively, you know, could he was up for, like, player or uh, defensive player of the year. Like, he was in that category uh last year before he got hurt but you know i i root for um pat but like i haven't seen anything where like you know they couldn't get another guy who's a three and d player who averages 10 points a game even with alex too just from like a leadership standpoint I and mean, he's been solid on defense but 
the leadership standpoint too, we, I, I always tend to notice him being the most vocal on the whole team. He's always calling out stuff. Even when he was injured off the bench, he's yelling at players, bringing them in for huddles. It, it's, I think that's super important. I talk about that a lot too, like the leadership aspect of it. Like there is one thing to like lead by example, which Damar does, like Damar just does his thing and he, he just does his thing and people follow suit. But in terms of like who is vocal, who will call out things that is a player, it's only Alex that I see like that on a consistent basis. Like he'll pull people aside and talk to them or call out things and just yell things across the court that he notices. So in that regard, his leadership is super important. Leadership in general is super important. And I talk about that a lot too. Like we lack, we super lack leadership. We need yeah. He also runs huddles when the whole entire coaching staff disappears. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I sent you guys that video where the coach staff is all the way over here and there's the huddle and you just see AC talking. And then Billy <laughs> finally comes in and sits down. <laughs> and it looks like he's immediately talking to Alex, like you might as well let him be the player coach for for what it's worth. Uh, so. hey, they respond to him too. They respect him. You you see it. You you can see that all the players respect him. Yeah, Zach, Demar, Alex, and Zoe, who shared videos yesterday of him running on the treadmill and dunking a basketball. There's hope. <laughs> I don't know. He had a little bit of a hitch in his step when he was running. There's hope. <laughs> don't take that from us, Justin. As a Bulls trauma survivor, I am not going to I'm not gonna have any type of hope <laughs> that he'll return until I see it happen. I'm just gonna protect myself as best I can. It's been rough. Man couldn't walk up and down the stairs while being a <laughs> Didn't run at all. <sighs> Running, he's he's dunking. Derek, he cannot cut. <laughs> like, no, he cannot cut yet. <laughs> that I, would be the next step. A huge part of his game is missing. Yeah, that would be the next step is him cutting. Yeah. And if he's if he's one of our best point of attack defenders. You kind of need to be able to move laterally. <laughs> like, uh, I honest, I I have more hope that Kobe has turned himself into a player that has changed the narrative on him not being an important piece of this Bulls team moving forward than I have on Lonzo seeing the court this year. Just killjoy, man. <laughs> no, it's not a killjoy because at least you have Kobe playing for you. Until they try to trade him. I know that's because... what I was gonna say. That's you, you can't even I can't even emotionally invest myself into that idea either. Cause he's probably gonna get I feel like he's gonna get traded now that he's doing great and his stock is back up. Like I could just see yeah, that but... happening. Kobe is like he's on a roll, he's been consistent, he's improved his game in every aspect. And he's like a point guard. Yeah, it's time to trade him. See ya, pieces. <laughs> You're doing great. Bye. That that same okay, but- report that said that AC and Pat were untouchable said that basically the Bulls are only willing to send away Kobe and the Portland pick in a trade. Mm-hmm. We might not even get the Portland pick. Yeah, uh, I would try to get rid of that because Portland's like. In the 11th right now, and they're they're sitting where we are, <laughs> in the 11th spot, <laughs> outside of the playing picture. I mean, there's still time, but I would not put my money on getting that Portland pick. <laughs> Just like yeah, I, but I is Kobe's like value really that? I think Kobe is showing more value to the Bulls than he is yet to any team. I can't imagine anybody giving up anything of significant value just yet on Kobe um, and his improved play. Because I, I honestly don't think a lot of people watch the Bulls and scout the Bulls like that to know what is going on necessarily with Kobe White and the ball pit with me. But 
It's been Kobe's been playing like he's like, does it when you watch Kobe? Because to me, when I watch Kobe this year, at least these past few games, it looks like he actually is playing like he's six foot five. Um, like he's playing bigger than than what he used to look like on TV. We see him boxing out, grabbing rebounds, using his body correctly. Um, it seems like he's, you know, gained some added um, strength um, to his frame. Like, I don't, I don't know if the Bulls are in a position to necessarily like send out talent because even it, with the way the roster is now and moving into the future, it's not like you're going to have Goran to really, you know, lean on as the years get get along. So. I don't know. Do you just send Kobe out for for just anything, or do you try to resign him? Um, they're definitely gonna see what they can get for him. Uh, it's already been authors offers for him, and you know, KC said that clearly shows that the Bulls aren't just gonna give him away for anything. But people have asked about Kobe. Um, it's been reported the lot of teams are watching the Bulls. The Knicks are heavily scouting the Bulls um, because the Knicks and the Warriors are very interested in Caruso, who you know came out that he's untouchable. So teams are paying attention to our players, Justin. It I'm it would just suck to watch him leave and become so much better. Um because the present staff wasn't able to get much out of him. Like it's, it's, I enjoy watching basketball. So I'll go back and look at former Bulls players and just about anybody. It's, it's interesting watching like Lori come and like doing the things that he's doing now and other Bulls players um, who didn't reach their goals while with the Bulls do that on other teams. Um, And it would just suck to have them send out another player. (laughs) for them to do well someplace else. The team's not necessarily known for having the best development. That would definitely happen as soon as we ship him out. He's going to become an (laughs) all-star. We're just not known for developing our players, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, sometimes it's also not the right environment, but a lot of it has to do with our development. Yes. Even, uh, yeah, I don't know. You just want to see Dalen get more minutes to just to piggyback off of that. He should be getting more minutes. Mm, You want to see Dalen Terry play? Just watch the Winning City Bulls. (laughs) That's I have. They're entertaining. We're going to see. They are. (laughs) They're a pretty good team. They play a modern style. Everyone on there is in a great three-point shooting team, but they get them up just like anybody else. They run the floor. They don't play through a big man, but, hey, they're pretty good at what they do. I mean, since Billy loves small ball, you would think you want a big man who can run the floor and will jack up threes, but will rebound and play solid defense on bigs. Yet you're leaving Marco Samanovich down in Windy City. <laughs> you don't even try. He's quicker than Vooch. He'll actually you no know, try to box out smaller players. I'm pretty sure he has a better <laughs> Uh, post-up rate than Vooch. I mean, even though it's the G League, I'm sure he can back down point guards. <laughs> it's like, why Why do we even have Marco on this team? He, he's never even with the team. It is pretty concerning that Marco doesn't get like some kind of playing time with this team, given the fact that this team somehow is good as a defensive rebounding team. Like it's kind of confusing to me watching so many 
um, times that we give up offensive rebounds uh, to other teams. But it is pretty concerning that the Bulls have an issue with size and that they can't find a way to get Marco some type of playing time because, you know, there's no one really behind Pat. And, you know, we can get on Pat, and I have everybody's gotten on Pat, but there are things that Pat is doing that are pretty good. But one of the things, like we talked about before, is that he's playing out of position. So you have a guy who's playing out of position, and who's the next power forward on this team? Because they play Derrick Jones Jr. at the center a lot of times. Uh, so the next power forward on the team is Javante? Like, is that the way we're going to roll with things? Like, I don't yeah, that's how, get how that. we've been rolling for the last two years. Yeah. Javante is a power forward. I mean, he's he's out right now. He's out at least a month. Uh, you can't tell me that Marco can't score more than Derrick Jones Jr. You, you can't tell me that. <laughs> If we can get rid of him too, Derek Jones can go. I know Justin, you've said that before. He can go too. It's not because he's not a good player. I yeah. I think he's given some good minutes for this Bulls team, but we have too many players that we are relying on that we should not have to rely on for heavy minutes. Even with the way that Caruso is being utilized, Caruso is a disruptor. He breaks up a team's offensive plan. But the problem is, if you have too much disruption, it creates chaos. And not just for the other team, it creates chaos for the Bulls. He is not the person that you are going to be able to rely on to hit open three-pointers consistently. And, and not just rely on with him like hitting it, him taking it. There were so many times in the past few games that he has had open shots that he has just given up because... He's not necessarily comfortable. Like, that's not part of his game. And with the way that Caruso plays with diving on the floor and going after rebounds and going into the stands, that's not something that is sustainable. Much like chaos is not sustainable. It's going to burn out. And it it goes back to understanding the overall makeup of your team. They're just – it doesn't seem like the players understand – like where guys should be getting shots at, like when somehow like Derek Jones Jr. is always the one in the last seconds who is getting a three-point attempt. I Like why? Or them understanding how you have to get Booch established down low or Billy understanding, I cannot continue to send Caruso out for extended minutes because he's going to break down and get hurt. Do you understand the roster? <laughs> KYP. <laughs> That's what Stacy is always talking about. KYP. Yeah. Um. But it's all not it's not all bad news for the Bulls. Like we should talk about um Chuck. And Chuck have his like um it was like his two thousandth mm-hmm. game that yeah. he called. 25 years, 2,000 games. Yep. Shout out, Chuck. Shout out, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Sorry, your 2,000 game was that crap against OKC. We, we wanted you to be able to dance. <laughs> we all want Chuck to dance. We need more Chuck, dancing. Chuck deserved better <laughs> than Yes. That. <laughs> Maybe that can be the new... Uh, call to order. Let's win it for Chuck. It, and they honored him. They they honored him. They gave him this plaque of a Bulls jersey with 2,000 on it. Uh, they honored him during the game. And these guys, like, put no effort in to win that game for Chuck. Chuck should have been dancing after that game because it was a Bulls win. I Sorry, think we Chuck. all should be dancing. You deserve better, man. Yep. He should have been dancing after the Wizards game. He should have been dancing after this game. They're losing against the the Wizards without Porzingis, without Beal, 
That is inexcusable. And looking ahead on this parish trip, if they happen to come back without Billy on their team, <laughs> do you think anybody would notice? Like, how long do you think anybody would notice before they were like, oh, Billy's not on the team? What happened to Billy? Did y'all leave him in Paris? <laughs> I, I've seen somewhere, and I was like, I hope this is true, but somebody said they already had Billy's ticket booked for Paris, so they're waiting until after that trip to get him out of here. <laughs> it's like, it was no refunds on a trip to Paris. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's the way you're going to do it. Like, if you're going to fire somebody and leave them behind, you leave them in Paris. That's, that's not a bad spot to, like, restart your life, right? They'd be doing them a favor. They'd be doing us a favor. A lot of people a favor. <laughs> so, yeah, we have the Warriors tomorrow and... Then we have one game next week, which is the Paris game against the Pistons. Who we should beat. I think we have like a 12 or 13 game winning streak against the Pistons. That needs to continue, and hopefully this Paris trip helps the Bulls find their mojo. Because you're playing two games in like what ten days. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about hand contusions. <laughs> That's enough time. <laughs> Put some ice on your hand and get these wins, man. <laughs> Zach is probable for tomorrow. Demar is upgraded from doubtful to questionable. As well as Tony Bradley. So wait, we have um, we have the the Warriors tomorrow, and then who is next after that? Pistons. The Pistons in Paris. The Pistons in Paris. All right. Only game next week. That's it. What do you think our record is? I know it's only two games, but. <laughs> one and one. The Pistons missing any players? I don't think Who so. they have? They played us pretty tight last time, didn't they? Did they? I thought they did. I mean, pretty much every team plays this time. That's true. We get everybody's best effort. Um, where is that game? No, we we beat them one thirty two to one eighteen. Yeah, but didn't it pull away like towards the very end? Probably. I was pretty sure that that's what happened. Like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we just own the Pistons. We usually have great. Um, yeah, Kate, Kate's out for a season. Um, is there other guy back? Because, like, Burks was killing us in that game, I'm pretty sure. Like, they're back up to the backup point guard because that's what, that's what happens with this team. Oh. <laughs> uh... Somebody was out for them. Other than Cade. Hayes. Hayes was out. You said Hayes was out? Yeah. Either way, I'm going one and one. Who are they winning against? The Pistons.
it's so hard to predict these days. Oh it's been like, you know, they, they, we've been on that. They're killing teams under 500. I mean, they're, they're losing, they're getting slaughtered to teams under 500, killing teams over 500, but like, I don't even know anymore. I'll go. Tomorrow honestly has a very high chance of becoming ugly. Yeah. Because we always leave shooters open on three-point line. We're going to get killed on the threes so bad. <laughs> and you're playing the Splash <laughs> Brothers. Our defense is so bad. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, okay, wait a minute, though. The Warriors are not playing good defense at all this year. They're not. No, they're, they're like teams have been lighting heard. them up recently. Our offense, I'm not like pretty wishy washy though. <laughs> We're very, we've been pretty hit or miss. If they can, like, if we can run some plays, but all the way through all four quarters, maybe not just like the first quarter and then forget how to run any plays, it'd be cool. I'd like that. Be nice. We'll go one one, I guess, apprehensively. I'm like, because if DeMar doesn't play tomorrow, yeah, that that might be the game that gets turned off. <laughs> I won't be able to turn it on. It's Paw Patrol time. <laughs> <clears throat> this Bulls team makes you appreciate having a good family life to go home to. Because if you're by yourself, it's rough. It's a one, 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 just in the worst. Um, I'm going to say two and oh. Oh, I'm going against the grain. Okay, Jess. We all need a ball pit wallpaper. I need that. I need that in my life. I'm having a hard time speaking because I'm just not, not in a good mood. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say too much today. I, I tweeted what I tweeted yesterday and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> So hopefully this game does not turn ugly tomorrow. <laughs> uh, hopefully tomorrow plays. All I care about, all I want, all I want, all I want, all I want, all I want is just for them to, to, to win. <laughs> some effort from the beginning to the end. If we lose, we lose, but I, I just want to see some fight. I just want to see some pride. Did you say some crying? Surprise. I want to see wins. Because bar's real low right now. The bar's right here. So all I want is some effort. Bar's right here. I'll take that. Yeah. Effort. Wins. Passion. Heart. Fundamentals. Wins. <laughs> and Kobe in a ball pit. There you go. Shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you're still amongst them stars. Oh, Win. bars. <laughs> Win. Woo! I don't want to be looking on Grubhub at like 10, 11 o'clock <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like, it's soon enough, it's not going to be hoodie season anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to get my summer body back on. It is not happening watching this team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, when? So Mel does not have late night grub up orders. <laughs> I only ordered one time. Can you believe it? But every night I'm in there. <laughs> every, every time we have a game that we just... 
<laughs> I'm in there putting things in my cart. <laughs> yeah, I put on some weight myself. Like, I think it was like not recently that I discovered Portillo's fr uh, French fries with um, cheese dip. So I've been hitting that up way too often after these Bulls losses. I'm now at 197. So, yeah. Need to get that weight down. But in order for that to happen, I need for the Bulls to like get their act together. So I don't clog my arteries. So the Bulls need to save a life here. Popeye's ghost pepper wings have been my goat. <laughs> that so, we were talking about Hawaiian sweet rolls last time. Just yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Bulls, come on, man. Please stop making us eat. I can't wear this hoodie in 90 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Guess until the next time. It's go bulls. Go bulls. Go bulls. Tennis game over. The horn blows. Oh.